welcome back. The complexity of arguments and like more than any other form of media, like he allows his guests to really try to so. <laughs> like it just like iced coffee is just iced coffee. And then you realize it's not, and then you're like, holy shit. And <laughs> Welcome back to the Isaac and Emily versus the World podcast. And we're back. How's it going, everybody? I'm Isaac, and with me today I have... Emily. And this is the Isaac and Emily versus the World podcast, but you probably already know that because you clicked on it. <laughs> and hopping into it, Oculus Quest 2. We picked it up this past week. Whoa, jeez. First impressions. Yeah, I want to well, just first, start talking uh, VR because I'm thinking VR. I'm living VR. I'm bouncing well, back on, between on, both worlds. Last episode, we said we would talk about top co-op games, so we're pushing that back. Yeah, push I that back. To say. Knock that back on the calendar. Let me just. Um, I thought we would get to games like, af- like later in terms of like the main topic, but um. I just I just had like pretty much any of the games that we mentioned last pod we haven't touched. <laughs> awesome. And then I don't even remember we, them, honestly. Yeah, for real. And then we got into Mortal Kombat and then even No Man's Sky we played that a little bit and then had Oh that. yes, we were into that for a couple but, days. Yeah, pretty much because of uh the Oculus takeover. Yeah. So if you wanna start with that. Well I guess I should ask how you're doing first and then we can talk about feelings and all that stuff before we jump into the virtual okay. stuff uh so h- how's your week been um uh, it's been something you know uh one funny revelation i had was um i was like it's so funny i can tell when i see like a ross dress for less outfit <laughs> like i'm just like that's a ross fit like i know you got it from there like there's these certain like um like patchwork embroidered like letters or like the rose on the sleeve oh yeah legging. definitely um definitely just like definitely random certain city types names. of hoodies or shirts um yeah it'll just be I like new york examples, los angeles it'll just have random names of cities like on blank t-shirts and hoodies yeah yeah but I don't know. I just had that, like, made me laugh. I was like, you know when you see, like, a Ross fit, like, you can just tell, like, that's from Ross just for this. Because <laughs> they don't, Wait, like, they so hold certain today, brands, but then they week? also, like, they're just, like, there's so many brands that you've never even heard of. It's just a lot of, like, random shit you gotta pick through sometimes. Um, but still, there are these, like, weird brands that are always there supplying the, like, almost there but never quite makes it trendy clothes and you could just tell it comes from ross mm-hmm. and i say that as a person who used to work and shop there so <laughs> no so no disrespect yeah no and yeah. it's weird because like there are some brands that are in ross and then simultaneously in like Paxson. for example young and reckless like you'll find random misprints or like i'm assuming i just figured like, that shit's like og days yeah i'm assuming either super old stuff or just misprints drama and was stuff like, like okay we really need to get rid of these boxes like yeah <laughs> <laughs> and ross is like hell yeah that's funny um so that's uh, how your also, week is doing you would just describe your week as a bunch of ross clothes no i got from that uh also kind of sad because uh it was kind of like a roller coaster of emotions i was pretty excited to find out that houseplant was coming to oh my the goodness. united states this, which meant this motherfucker Los where Angeles, <laughs> where did they funny. get the idea it was like he's opening up to the u.s market and then it was los angeles um but yeah, waited in a lot of virtual lines. 
Although the first time kind of sucked because it was just like, oh, it could be like over an hour. You are in a queue to just enter the website. And when you get there, you only have a limited time to look around. Oh, wait, they even timed you like once you got past. Well, they said like, uh, like once I was in the queue, like it said, hey, once you get in, you only have, I think it was like two minutes or something. It was really weird. And then your device will implode. And then on top of that, it was like, even if it's sold out, you still may be able to get it. You just got to swap. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was so and weird. Like, swap. It was like trade. What is going on right now? Swap. And I saw someone tweeted, like, I mean, shout out to Seth Rogen. Amazing stuff you're doing with the brand. I just would like easier access to it. Um, but yeah, I I'm saw... just confused what's going on because then the website goes down and <laughs> we're all like, oh, no. And then he literally tweets. And at this point, I turn on notifications for this. And then he's like. Oh, I got a, sorry, I didn't expect this much. Y'all are amazing. Um, I got to learn how to code. I'm just like, I think that's a joke. I <laughs> yeah. can't really I hope tell. that was a joke. I don't think he needs to learn how to code. But I did like it the second time around or the second queue that I got in because at least that one was like, oh, hey, we've updated it. Like, we'll just send you an email when it's almost your time to get in. And then at any point, and then once you got the email, it was like, you can check your status here. So... I wasn't, like, feeling like I had to, like, watch over my phone like a hawk, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, true. And, yeah, I saw, like, how you're talking about the swapping mechanic that they mentioned on this site. I saw someone tweet at him, like, this old retro, like, Nerf gun that they had. And they were like, you know you want to swap. And I think he responded, too. But I'm so, yeah, I'm still so confused. Like, will they actually take random... Like, if you you submit, like, a rare collectible item, would Seth Rogen, like, respond to you? Yeah, that was so confusing. But uh, ingenious if that's just a way to, you know, like in the Mormon murder mystery on Netflix, how they had like the collector of all goods. What if that's Seth Rogen's master plan is he's just going to amass all these like really unique collectibles through the swap feature? I mean, yeah. Thinking about the potential like of something really cool. Yeah, that's a cool concept, but I don't know. It's just weird. And my dumb ass was just like. So if there's something on the site that I have in my car, I can swap. <laughs> but then I'm like, so sold out. What does that mean? And yeah, it's not like a literal freaking item. Yeah, and yeah, that would just be a mess logistically to organize all of those, those swaps. And then I watched Seth's Instagram, and he like had a video of how to open the tin. And when he opened it, there was one single nug, and <laughs> the tin was like sixty dollars. I know, I saw, but I didn't realize because when I saw that at first, I was like, "Oh, okay, all right." Like, Jesus, like it, it took <laughs> away the disappointment for a minute because I was like, "Come on, man, sixty dollars for a nug?" Because it's supposed to be what, like, I mean, it's an grams. eighth, so it's still expensive for an eighth. Yeah, still, but. Whatever, it was worth it for the experience of Seth Rogen and shit. And then, yeah, then I saw people, like, actually posting um, on Twitter and shit. And I was like, oh, okay. Not just enough. Mm. And I thought it was interesting to see the difference in the Canadian packaging versus U.S. Because I wonder if, you know how, like, the U.S. is way more just we don't give a fuck about regulations and, like, medical stuff. I wonder if Canada, like, that's part of their weed industry is you can't, like, glamorize the packaging since they, like, take it much more serious as a medicinal, um, and, and plus it's it's legally, uh, like, fe- at a federal level, it's legal there. Yeah, um, I don't know what the... Because, yeah, they, they just had, like, all of theirs were, I, I don't know what you would call them, but similar to, like, the pill bottle looking capsules that you get with right. some... Uh, like, it just look like a prescription. hmm And, yeah, and then the, the, the decor stuff is cool. The, the table at lighter, 
table yeah. block later or something, and then the ashtray set that he had so far. It's cool. It's cool to see his uh, ceramics hobby kind of pass over and overlap with this brand. And anything else in terms of houseplant that you were thinking? No. Or feeling? Uh, Seth Rogen, if you're listening, I would love, love to try it. Yeah, for real. Uh, other thing that had me down was that WandaVision is over. Yeah, true. But the we good news like, is so Friday. We were so hyped about it last episode. Like, made me sad listening and editing. Uh, really? Now that it's over. Good yeah. news is Friday. Tom- uh, oh, this Friday. Not tomorrow. I don't know what day it is. Uh, but uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier comes out. So we'll at least get whisked back into the Marvel Universe pretty quickly. Yeah, true. I- I'm definitely... I don't... I don't know. I'm not excited. Not as excited. Yeah, I don't think they've done a very good job of promoting it or showing much of because we really don't know any of the storyline or the concept. Whereas with Wandavision, we definitely saw like teaser stuff that kind of gave you an idea of the vibe of it. I think beforehand, I I could be wrong about that, but I personally just haven't seen any promotional stuff on uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. I mean, uh, I have heard some people in the interwebs uh, <laughs> mention or think that it's going to be more of like a buddy cop or like a comedy, not not straight comedy, but more of just like a, based on the dynamics and the, the bantering back and forth between Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, so I'm curious to see how serious it'll be and if, like how much it ties into the main cinematic universe. And then Loki yeah. comes soon, which I imagine is definitely going to be Loki seems way more toward the WandaVision, like, all out, uh, for lack of a better term. And, yeah, uh, WandaVision is over, so that sucks. I also want to – that made me want to read the House of M, like, storyline. Uh, but apparently yeah, I, true. I, I, I don't know. Really know about that. Yeah, and I don't even know how much of it really centers around her because I don't think a lot of the, like, episodic volumes – they bounce around to other characters way more than just focusing on Wanda compared to the show. Yeah, I mean, I didn't have really much to say about it other than that. You kind of went into it. Mm. I'm just sad that it's over. Gotcha. Now you're good. Um, yeah, and then uh, what was the other thing we were just we finished watching? I mean, uh, yeah, I listened to myself like during the episodes, and I'm like, bitch, speak up. About like just content-wise or volume-wise. <laughs> No, uh, no volume. Yeah, volume. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Uh, well, that was also probably my fault with the mixing settings. We're getting, we're getting there. Uh, yeah, we're, we're getting improving. There. Um, Alan V. Farrow, we finished. Honestly, kind of got over that show pretty quickly after watching the first week. I thought the first week. This is an example of where, like, I'm going through it right now, but I feel like we we'll, we will, we will really be going through it in the future years, where the younger generation. Is watching well a documentary is probably what a lot of a lot of things will come in the format as, and we're just like, how did we let this slide? Like, how did you? Oh yeah, like, it was so frustrating to watch that in that. Like sense. the movies he made, and like, yeah, I just felt like there were so many parts where I was like, he wrote that just so he could work on the movie <laughs> and say, let's do this over and over yeah. and over, like. Oh and I haven't, God. like, watched much of it, but I've seen so much more on YouTube, like, videos, old videos and old interviews of him resurfacing um, around, like, just creepy answers or, like, creepy questions about sort of the pedophilia and 
even more so just like in your face like how did people not see this yeah and not uh, yeah i can't really say i heard much about woody allen at all before other than knowing woody allen woody (laughs) allen movies was i don't know just like just a term yeah Yeah, i didn't really know shit and i knew of him in the culture but i i was not a fan or had seen any of them yeah and especially just seeing how much um dylan like had tried to speak out actually so many times especially in the press i was like what the fuck no and i mean the even the initial lawsuit like concludes with the judge saying like you like he there's something serious going on here this needs to be looked into and then it just like didn't go anywhere after that because of whatever i mean there were multiple complications but yeah, yeah, it was. It was the response made no sense. The response, the response internally with the family made no sense, in my opinion, and the response externally in terms of the culture, like obviously, made no sense. Yeah, with and how the, much he got away with it. And the biggest shift, or and pull pull your mic closer to you. I, I don't know why, but your levels are coming in real quiet. And the biggest shift was like somehow because he got the results from that Yale, whatever credited institute and just went outside and like said <laughs> the narrative yeah like what yeah it, it was insane fucking white dudes in power i'm sick of it um <laughs> moving on from alan v pharaoh i think we're gonna jump into the oculus uh breakdown oh, no, wait hold no? on hold on i have a okay. couple more all right um or wait yeah, yeah there's just like what? two more things couple more um, so just continuing with uh working on the buttons with jet i think we like Went into a little bit, started with these, like, Amazon buttons. Um, I talked about the different Instagrams, whatever. Check them out. There's, like, two dogs and a cat that I follow. Um, and actually, the dog, Stella, I saw her owners, like, coming out with a book uh, in the coming months. So, I'm excited to get my hands on that. A book about what in She particular? just talks about, you know, the experience of starting, teaching her dog how to use the buttons and speak. And Oh, okay. And is it, um, it's not like illustration based, is it like way more serious? No, no, it looks like a thick book. Like, (laughs) (laughs) interesting. (laughs) But like I said, she's a speech pathologist, like that's her job. So, um, she just kind of took what she did with work and found out that kind of like similar to toddlers, she unlocked uh, the secrets of the mind. Yeah, using the (laughs) buttons. So, right now we're using the fluent pet ones. Um, and yeah, pretty much the update was that we got the f- very first time that she just went unprovoked and asked for a cookie. Because <laughs> um, usually I'm like, before we eat, before we go for a walk slash potty, like I'm, well, actually a lot of the times I was like trying to stand like far away, but close enough that I could like point and she knew what I was talking about when I would say, what do you want or use your words um so yeah i'm usually like prompting her or asking her what she wants but it was the first time that she like went up and hit that and that got me so excited because seeing how advanced like bunny is like so much of the time like she's just going up thinking and then pressing a phrase so Mm -hmm. we're like getting that step closer um and then the other one was that we like had our first like argument We've had like three of them now. Oh yeah, that one where that I I'm like was there for was you hilarious. You need to go potty, and she's like hungry. I'm like, I think you need to go potty. And she's like hungry. <laughs> mm. So, and yeah, just keep me hungry, hungry, hungry. Um, and I, it is kind of funny. Like a couple times she said like hungry potty, 
potty hungry, hungry walk. And she did like need to use the restroom. And then when we came back, she like finished her leftovers. So <laughs> they are tied together. Yeah, she it's just so interesting having like these conversations with her and seeing her progress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and then um, I forgot. Oh yeah, well, I don't think you were there, but yeah, she had also told me like that the Justice League snack, Zack Snyder cut was just so boring and bland, which oh I thought was God. a pretty good I'm phrase to put together. I'm you seriously. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, it has been really cool to see the progress, the the actual <laughs> phrases that she's putting together, not her verdict on the Zack Snyder cut. Yeah. But yeah, that was pretty much it with that. Um, and then the other thing was, uh, I wanted to wait to tell you on the podcast, but I literally was just like so appalled. I, I really don't <laughs> know what the feeling is. Um, but it looks like it's just like this woman who's a female, <laughs> a woman who's a female, okay. a woman who is a makeup artist, and she like has her own uh, brand or like, yeah, is able to like source it, whatever, and has her own. Um, makeup brand Mm -hmm. and comes out with like palettes and eyeshadows whatever all this stuff and are they like big wooden ones or like the small makeup (laughs) okay just making sure just making sure on the same page struggling right now okay anyway i found it because uh on twitter it was through like the thing one of the like thanks cancer twitters or whatever but it's called the survivors palette and oh wait yeah so i was like what do you where is this going that you showed it to me already but I, I know I'm, I'm struggling i'll get there um but yeah so it has like survivor's palette with butterflies and flowers whatever <laughs> like it doesn't really go together at all but it includes shades like parkinson's diabetes lymphoma breast cancer lung get the cancer, fuck out of here. suicide heart disease depression epilepsy ptsd child abuse childhood cancer like childhood cancer what yes i don't know if i said depression already and cervical cancer like i really just who where why like i just i need answers um but some people were pretty much like fuck you why would you do this uh, this is really insensitive, like, what the fuck, like, you know, Oprah meme. Wait, you said the majority of people were that way? Like, that's what I thought, like, oh, okay. in terms of when I first saw it on Twitter and replies, but that's mostly, like, within the cancer community, like, online and those followers, mm-hmm. in terms of the person who was sharing it. Uh, but then, like, once I searched Survivor's Palette and I found someone else talking about it, like, it was so weird to see people being like, honestly, the concept is cool. And I think maybe if they just use, like, healing and recovery instead of these names, it wouldn't be that bad. Or, yeah, <laughs> just people kind of making excuses, be- being like, you know, maybe if they just, you know, it's, you know, they were just trying to do a good thing. And I'm just like, no. Like, you, you, there's something in you that, needed to let you know like this is a very 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 bad take <laughs> yeah and was the like were any of the proceeds going toward anything i mean or? honestly like it, her instagram was just kind of messy like in terms of hers and the brands like um yeah it was like kind of hard to tell and honestly i couldn't even find the palette on her like her instagram oh really yeah i only found like someone who tagged her so or the brand. 
Interesting. So I don't know. Say I was just wondering people's thoughts. What about yours? Hold on. Hold on. I'm waiting for the people to call in. And their thoughts are? Uh, we'll come back to the people. They haven't rung in yet. What are my thoughts on it? Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I'm not I'm not driving with it. I mean, it's like, unless there's a, a deeper play and she's like donating the proceeds, donating some of the proceeds or whatever to like help with these issues, but just merely profiting off these terms in the terms of a makeup palette. Like, get out of here. <laughs> Like yeah. there's so many other things you could create. Underrated. Yeah. Three out of ten. Oh, so then my one last thing was actually my last thing before we go into the games. Um I had this like conclusion that I was like, okay, yeah, that kinda makes sense. So with TikTok, you know how there's like the super weird niche things and you're just like, how does that relate that to me? Yes. Yes, the algorithm like, How's that scary. relate so hard? Like, so close. Yeah, so scary. And then you kind of walk away thinking, like, oh, my God, TikTok's algorithm, blah, blah, blah. True, but also, I was thinking that TikTok's is, like, kind of like mainstream astrology. <laughs> and Wait, I say what? mainstream because You're saying I the platform do itself think, is? I do think, like, I'm not a person who's like, fuck astrology, there's no way that's real, blah, blah, blah. Like, I do think... There um, is, what am I trying to say? I don't want to say like a science, but there are things that you can like learn about the stars and the houses and blah, 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 you know? Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say blah, blah, blah for now because I don't honestly know what I'm talking about. But I don't want to say that like I don't believe in astrology because there are a lot of things that I do. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I think mainstream astrology and how it tries to get like a lot of people, I think it's like, you just kind of so where <laughs> astrology and TikTok are kind of the same thing. It's like you kind of just ignore what doesn't resonate with you, but what does you like live and thrive off of? <laughs> you know? Capitalism. Because I feel like so much in astrology, like it. there are a lot of things that you read and you're like, eh, not really. And you're like, eh, that's not really me. Or you read something, you're like, mm, no. Like, you know, like, I feel like that happens. But then in the next sentence or the next paragraph, it's so you that you're like, oh, okay, yeah, like, this This is still me, or, like, I'm still reading my Leo horoscope right now, yada, yada. Okay. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, very rarely do I ever feel like, I don't think I've ever read, like, a horoscope or, like, some type of reading like that, or I put in my thing and it spits out out, and I felt, like, 100%, like, through and through, you know? Yeah. And then, you know, we're minusing the complexity. I think some things are more vague and yada, yada. But anyway, and then it's the same thing with TikToks because I feel like so many things, like, I take, I don't even, like, consider and I just scroll. Or some things take a second, scroll, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, or I took, or it wasted my damn time and I went through the whole fucking minute, but I didn't give a shit about it and I scroll. But then the next thing you know, there's a TikTok and I'm like, holy fuck, like, how did it know? Like, that's so close. And then <laughs> we're all thinking, like, wow, the algorithm is, like, reading my mind. When, in reality, it's only, like, a few TikToks out of all the ones that you actually saw. Mm-hmm. You picking up what I'm putting down? Uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm getting what you're saying, but the algorithm behind TikTok is way more targeted, and, like, it's able to find, like... I I don't know the exact term, but like lookalike accounts, pretty much, and then it's basically just like 
taking this database of overlaps and interests and it's able to like find very like niche things that other platforms aren't showing you in, in yeah. that sense the I algorithm just think it's is also very... it's like oh you stared really hard on this tiktok about gaming with blah, yeah, blah, yeah. Blah. like okay here's five more and then how many of those did you look at and then what about in that niche crossed over like you know what i mean Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and all like, of yeah, those I, things are definitely factors. I very much like understand that TikTok is way more complicated and is a very, um, I don't know, on target like algorithm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was just a thought that I had. I yeah. just wanted to share. Yeah, uh, on a, I just had another moment of deja vu, and I feel like every time we record. At one point during the recording, I have deja vu, but is that just the monotony of recording a podcast? Like, do other podcasters feel just deja vu? What do you mean monotony? We're very, very consistent. No, I'm I'm saying, like, strictly... deja vu. I'm saying strictly in the fact that, like, the deja vu is, like, me being here in this setup, recording, looking at these screens. Like, is that triggering the deja vu? Or is there something to it? Mm, That was just a random interjection. I was infiltrated, attacked by my own mind. Uh... Yeah, we're not fighting. We're not fighting dinosaurs out there. We're fighting the demons inside the cave, humanity. <laughs> All right. And that will lead us perfectly into the next topic of virtual reality. But um. Well, bum. I just want to say I got my first stream in, so that was like pretty exciting. You did. Um, wait, your first? Oh, since the last time recording. Yes, you are right. I well, was confused. I was like, wait, you got multiple. I mean, I did now. stream like back when we lived in Pittsburgh, back like back. one or two times. But yeah, I'm considering my first stream. The rebrand, the relaunch, the new you, post-cancer. Yeah, we <laughs> we streamed before, uh, what was that, pretty much the last Wanda vision? Yeah, yeah, the night of that finale we streamed. Uh, yeah, and then I've streamed two more times since. But yeah, the last one was VR, which was a lot easier than I thought. But I played uh, Vacation Simulator, and that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I need to. Or do you uh, want to talk about the Oculus first? I'll wait. No, you're good. Uh, I I need to update or find. There's like this plugin or some application you can download that will allow you to see your Twitch chat overlay in your VR. So then you can. Whoa. Because that was one uh downside I noticed to streaming VR stuff. Like with a default setup, you can't interact with your chat unless you're like well, constantly. You were the only one in my chat, so. No. You know, no, I'll no, get no, no, no. You had 20 views future. afterwards, so those are all <laughs> potential chatters. What I'm saying, though, overall, is just that it's like a major downside. Is that unless you're constantly breaking the immersion, taking the helmet off to see, you can't really interact with the chat. So I need to update that, install another upgrade, and the, the stream shall continue. Uh, and, and yeah, so Oculus Quest 2, we, we, just in general, uh, beforehand, I've only played. VR stuff uh, at like different arcades or like out here they have uh, in a lot of the malls will have VR arcades with a variety of setups. I think the ones we played before have been Oculus Rifts and definitely uh, the HTC Vives at the one. And then this is definitely I'm trying to think were any of the arcades wireless? No, they were all based on either like a a mounted system above or like a cable that came down on the pulley system above you. So yeah, th- this is the first time we've had a completely wireless experience, which I think is just even more 10 times better because you don't get uh, out of focus in the immersion. You're just able to... It, it makes it just way more believable when you're not having wires hitting you, which makes sense. 
Uh, and in terms of overall thoughts, what are your first impressions with with one the Oculus like as a device on its own, and also separately just the VR stuff you've played or experienced? Um. So I, I guess separate like hardware from software. What what are your impressions of the Oculus itself, and then the software behind it? Um, I mean, it's not bad. Like I said, like when I streamed, that was about like two hours of wearing it, um, and I didn't think it was that bad. Mm. But there is like, it is pretty easy for me to. I don't know, like it like slides down, or it's just like the wrong angle if it doesn't stay tight, and then it just makes it blurry. Whereas, like, I have to, like, I feel like I got to push it back or, like, set it up again, and then it, it looks fine. Um, but other than that, I don't really have complaints about it. Um, like I said, two hours didn't really feel heavy or anything. Um, yeah, the controllers, although it's, like, hard to tell left <laughs> left and right, um, they're, like, pretty lightweight and easy to use. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I didn't really know what I expected, but yeah, I definitely like the wireless part. Gotcha. Yeah, and with the controllers, I would say that the left-right thing is probably just a learning curve and getting used to it. Because I've noticed even just recently, I am like able to pick them up and muscle memory, able to tell based on the triggers, like oh, I have it in the wrong hand. Uh, but yeah, I do think the, I think the trigger, I think the controllers as a whole could potentially be more sturdy. I'm also confused how they're powered because you don't have like yeah. any sort of charge port on them, and I'm assuming they're just pulling power from the. I, yeah, actually, I have no clue how it works with the controller in terms of powering it, which is insane to think about. But yeah, my only concern so far, and I guess we'll see all update in a couple months after like more hours of play, uh, just the durability of the controllers. Sometimes I feel like they're uh, like prone to wearing down or breaking when you're like playing a bunch and hitting things and just natural wear and tear. But we'll see. Uh and yeah, it's I mean as a an an updated feature. I think as of recently they have the hand tracking. So potentially like in the near future you wouldn't be using the controller as much anyway unless you absolutely had to, depending on the, the application of the game you're playing. Um, um but no that's that sounds good in terms of your first impression of software hardware. wise. Well, hold on. I another question I had for you in terms of hardware. Uh, with the strap itself, do you like the uh, placement of the speakers, or do you feel like it's too quiet compared to like the previous ones you've played, previous VR sets you've played, in terms of uh, just default game audio? I think one of the places we wore headphones. Um, I don't know. I think the speakers are fine, but okay. I do remember the places we went to being louder, <laughs> but. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe I just didn't turn it up all the way. Yeah. Most of, I think. I noticed that was like a button on the headset. Yeah. I think all of the arcades that we had gone to previously, they had separate, um, they were almost like side panels of the actual speaker piece that would come mm-hmm. closer to your ear. So that definitely seemed more loud than just the out of the box default Oculus. However, I would, I'll, I'll say that I am impressed even without putting on headphones. I think headphones are definitely. Like, just if you have a nice pair of headphones, definitely wear them when you play it because it just makes it so much better and you're able to, like, stay in the zone way more if that's what you're going for. I was just a little (laughs) too nervous, like, yeah. I mean, well, just real quick, I mean, well, I was just going to say I was too nervous to wear headphones and be, like, completely locked in. 
Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't know if I mentioned this on the pod yet, but um, yeah, three D movies and stuff like. <clears throat> I want to like them. I want to participate. Thing. Yeah, three D experiences. Yeah, especially at, like Universal and stuff. Like I try really hard, but I just like wince and squeeze and tense up and like. Yeah, I remember on like the Minions ride, trying so hard. Like, he, I say ride. You're literally sitting there and the thing's like <laughs> just moving and vibrating. Mm-hmm. And it's like an interactive screen. movie. And yeah, just fucking little rocket coming in, and I just could not keep my eyes open, and um. Just for the longest time, like when I was like really young, um, when I went to Disney World, I did this fucking uh, <laughs> uh, the 3D thing, movie right? with this Peter Pan excursion, uh, and he was Peter Pan was sitting right next to me. And there's this part of this movie where like all the gems are flying at you because it's at this part of the song, and he pretended that like he caught one in the air, and he's like, "I got <laughs> this for you," but I didn't see any of it because my eyes were closed because I was Aww. so freaked out. Um. But did you ever? Yeah, do I don't know. Bugs I always life thought like I was like Animal really killed in a bad way in another planet? life. Yeah. What? Animal Kingdom. That's what. I, not Animal Planet. The Bugs Life ride in Animal Kingdom. Did you ever do that? Or not the ride? It's like the. You say ride, but I. It's like I the movie. Going to like a little theater. Yeah, yeah, that thing. Okay, yeah. So the again, wanted to love it. <laughs> really grateful to be there, but then they went to like slingshot acorns at you mm. and like. The wind was cute, but I just could not keep my eyes open, and I literally started crying. And my mom got like mad at me because she was like, because I wasn't enjoying it. And I was like, I'm fucking trying. I'm terrified right now. <laughs> but yeah, and then, and then especially like, then I'm already like on edge. And then I don't know if you remember, but at the end they're like, okay, the bugs can leave first, and then you have like little bumps underneath you leaving. <laughs> Do you remember that? Uh, no, and that's why I can tell it was really traumatizing for you, because you remember that really vividly. <laughs> Damn. But I wanted to like I it. can't say I remember the exact scripting and when they had bugs coming in and out. Well, I remember, like... I know, was the kid that was I would like, oh, like it so if cool I was into it. that, but, yeah, they were like, the bugs leave first and then under your butt. <laughs> it felt like all these little bugs were leaving. Yeah, I, rem- I remember that. it made that. me sque- squeal. What? I do remember that happening. I just don't remember the context and like the exact order and everything else. But yeah, and then uh, you know, might as well just fill it in. Um, so my best friend in middle school asked me to go to a haunted house. And <laughs> but this is a three D or this time. is just IRL. <laughs> my problem is they told me no one was gonna touch me. But my point was I was much more scared than I feel like anyone else my age was about haunted houses. And well, I think I was you were just, just always on edge freaked. as a kid. <laughs> That's I'm why finding out too. now as an adult. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> I was excited. I wanted again, wanted to like it, wanted to be a part of the team. Um, and they told me no one was gonna touch me, <laughs> so that team? was kind of like my safety net. And I just remember at first we were standing in line, and well, there's your mistake. You don't stand. You protect. <laughs> You guard. We were standing in line outside, and some of the characters started to walk around, and I was like, I. I can't explain this to you, but I can't physically be here. Like, if that thing comes near me, like, I'm not going to make it. And they were just like, ah, that's so funny. Like, and I was like, no, for real. Like, this is really going to freak me out. And, yeah, I don't even know. But I just remember being so freaked when they were, like, scaring the people in front of us. Um, And then the next moment I remember is, like, I don't know if you ever did, like, the haunted house type of thing that I'm talking about. But the one you, like, crawl through a tunnel. And it felt like it was kind of, like, tarp or whatever was blowing on you. 
So it was pretty much just like the space that you took up was all it was. And then the tarp, it was like pushed on you. Mm-hmm. So I felt very claustrophobic, which is obviously the point. Yeah, no, nah, I, I just um, went to a cave at Outdoor Odyssey. I didn't do the haunted house version <laughs> of it. Whatever. <laughs> um, and then, um, and then, yeah, some guy like went to scare me. We were like at the end of the thing and he grabbed my arm and I said, fuck you. And I swung. And then the person was like, ma'am, would you like to leave? I was like, yes. Ma'am, granted, you're probably like eight thing, years old or something. I was like 12. And then <laughs> oh good thing. Uh, at 12 uh, years old, I didn't even know. My friend's dad at the time like, also really wasn't into it. And he was like, let's leave. Negative part of Turns that, out he just had, wanted to go home and You had to go through the corn maze to exit. Funny part was I walked. I was so like fight or flight, like tunnel vision that I didn't see Jeepers Creepers up ahead. And I just walked right past him. And then the dad was like, oh, my God, you did so good. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And I turn around and Jeepers Creepers is right there. So so that happened. And then we got out and then I got hot chocolate. And that's the end of that story. So that was just a background on I'm not if anyone else is like that, I'd like to know. Um, and then now, yeah, especially you're going to have to like give your yada yada, uh, your VR recommendations for these types. And super sweaty and with panic attacks, like, now I'm just, like, like, I was genuinely nervous to do the Harry Potter ride because I was just, like, these panic attacks and sweating, I can't control. Like, now looking back at these stories, it's just kind of how I told you, like, oh, I never really think I had anxiety, like, when you first, like, would explain it to me. And now looking back, I'm like, oh, I was definitely anxious growing up. You know, like that type of realization just through like looking at stuff and therapy and different things. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, now, especially with like PTSD Back on the day, and the we sweating didn't and have stuff, feelings. like and literally just for so long, like I was just squeezing my muscles and I still catch myself a little bit, but I'm definitely have done a lot better. Um, see, where was I? Yeah, with all of that, I was just super nervous with using headphones. And being super locked in. Um, but it didn't matter because I still cried the first time that I put it on because you had the uh, Tetris. And it's like, what was it, like the literally the first level? Yeah, it's uh, so Tetris. It's effect. called In the Deep. So it was like you're at the bottom of the ocean. So yeah, Tetris Effect, totally worth it. But the first level um, is all black and the bottom of the ocean, pretty much. Like there's just like... Which two things that represent the ocean, I mean, and then things are swimming around you. So yeah, I was just like, I just couldn't do it, and I was like, just started crying and was um, uh, started sweating, and you're like, it's gonna be okay, it's gonna be okay, and I was like, I know, but it's still like stressing me out. Um, so then you finish that level, and then the next one, which was also like all black and like, you know, kind of your like in this void mm-hmm. but Just it had themed. like the stars and different like what's it called like the uh, background stuff like something like hieroglyphs yeah yeah there were like hieroglyphics and it was just like a bunch of different patterns there like yeah I, I just couldn't remember that Egyptian word so themed. it was like stars and hieroglyphics but it was still all black and in the void so i thought it was Shout interesting all that all it took artists. was minusing the reference of rocks and a couple <laughs> yeah, fish true. swimming around to make your and putting brain. in stars and I could do it. Um and then the other levels were fine and then just the most recent one, like in the sky, I was like 
I can't really like think about looking down, but otherwise <laughs> I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm curious. I'm excited to see like all the progression of the level themes, especially just with them being so much more vivid in VR. Yeah. <clears throat> it's just hard effect. with especially like the physical symptoms because there's just certain things. Yeah, I don't know. Is it fully the PTSD or like some things I have just become more sensitive to and I don't know, but I don't want to like just accept and not try to get better, but it is like very costly cuz <laughs> I just don't have a fucking panic attack. Mm. But yeah, overall, um, it was just that first level, and I really love the game. Um, you like this the certain thing, but I won't try horror. Like I'm definitely not doing that. Yeah, I, I even the roller recommend. coasters, I'm kind of scared. <laughs> um, some of the themes for those are like horror based and more tiptoeing of the line in genre. So you just gotta but, be careful with that. But yeah, it does suck because like even with I mean you'll like on my stream like I was like literally sweating and shaking because even with vacation simulator like i know this is like cute and i think you know pretty much kid friendly and whatever and <laughs> uh i'm just scared like for the experience of vr they're gonna like throw a bunch of stuff at my face thinking that's how i want to experience this and it's not whatsoever <laughs> like i very much wish you just that, that was a thing i could hit on every single app like i don't want things like flying towards me like i want to experience this as much as i can but but yeah so now like everything i try i'm like even the fucking fishing game like that you got and i tried it before you i was like do you think something's gonna fly at me mm-hmm I'm just so fucking nervous. Yeah. But I am having a good time. No, I mean, it, it makes <laughs> sense. It, it It is a lot to, like, just jump into and completely trust off the bat, uh, especially with just how much it can, how much it is effective in tricking the brain and the mind and triggering your responses in that sense. And, and yeah, like, I, I can't wait to try the Walking National Dead Geographic. Game. Like, oh, oof, Walking Dead. See, like, I can't even. <laughs> no. But the mechanics of the game look so good. I can't wait to try that. But yeah, I'm glad uh, National Geographic yet. I'm excited to try more of that stuff in yeah. terms but of yeah, nature literally and tourism. Dream. You can become a photographer for the magazine and you go on these two different excursions. But I'm nervous. Like, are these animals going to like, I don't know. Like, are they going to do something where something flies in my face? Cause Is there like an herbivore version? So you like are guaranteed to have nice little plant eating animals? I'm trying to think what it was. There was. I don't know if it was Tetris or something else, but something slightly came at my face and I literally like did a squeal and lifted up the headset and it was so minor and I was like, oh my God. Mm. But I don't know. Hopefully it like helps me get better, but. Yeah. No, I mean, I've definitely, I think you're like slowly chipping away your like mental hiccups or fears with it. Cause even uh, just having you like, what were you playing? I think it was, um, was it first contact? Yeah. First contact. Like you were getting more comfortable even just like sitting stationary and playing, which I was also surprised and I'm impressed so far with how many experiences or games you can still just sit in a chair or sit in your bed or sit on a couch and still interact yeah. with all of this stuff. Uh, and it, it does a pretty good job. Like the Oculus store itself labels games in terms of comfort level. And there's a, I think it's like, Oh, I forget the exact terms, but it's like comfort, medium, and active or something like that. 
like like Beat Saber would be considered active, or the the Vader Immortal is more active because you need more space. And yeah, Vader Immortal episode one. I'm only like ten minutes in probably. They they supposedly aren't very long. And then I tried out some of the lightsaber dojo mode, which is also another huge plus to the game because that's just like an endless fun mini game of having a lightsaber dojo. Uh, and I yeah, I'm excited to try episode two and three of that. But with episode one so far, it seems like you're. It seems like you just play either. Actually, how does the intro start? Are you like a... Oh, wait, yeah, you're just... You're captured by, uh, like, the Star Destroyer. Or one of the Star Destroyers. Is it... Wait, is it called... I I don't know. Star Wars lore, that's (laughs) not the term for it, so don't hate me for getting that wrong. But the main point being that, yeah, you you get captured, so it seems like the premise of the game is you're not actually, like, playing as Vader or on his side in terms of the Empire, but you're actually just unraveling this, like... Uh, mystery escape like prison type situation from the ship and that's where i'm in the middle of it and then yeah that's definitely one i would be nervous about stuff like coming towards me but it does look really neat yeah and and just visually it's there's so much detail and especially with like the interactions there's it's cool to see Uh, it's weird with vr like one thing that i think vr has the most potential for is really changing how people look at the details in games because so much more in VR like having games that do it well if they have like the background or different objects in the environment interactable and they actually have meaningful interactions in the fact that like it's not just a a gimmick but it actually affects the gameplay uh, just having those little things like makes you as a, a gamer or a player just pay way more attention to all of that Whereas I, I feel like from a normal sh- like shooter or any sort of action adventure game, you lose so much of that extra detail and prop work and extra like set design. So it's cool with VR, like you're able to really, I, I guess, just like have way more of a compact experience. And within that, the details are just crazy. And, and one good example of that would also be a game like um, Vacation Simulator, because so much of the game. So much of the game isn't the game itself. It's the just the playing around and exploring this world. Right. Whereas if you had that in any other context outside of VR, it, it would be so much less enjoyable. You, you would just sprint, or, or not literally sprint, but you would just like pretty much mainline just the story content, if, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. So that's one thing that I definitely, it, it's cool and I'm excited to explore more in terms of just a game development standpoint because I think you can get away with way more one just shorter and compact games and ones that aren't super elaborate but just have a few really cool interactions and environmental stuff that like sucks you into that world literally with <laughs> with the headset yeah. um and yeah I, I have to do i have to do so much more research before i even start the development side of that stuff but it, it is cool to see I, I know unity unreal and any of the major ones they, they've made tons of progress in terms of integrating with vr uh, frameworks and different API calls and stuff like that right out of the box. SDKs and, I think, like, and all even that. Even as a developer, like it'd be important to think about like I don't know, like you don't really. Uh, th- there's so much more of an effect on the person if they're sitting there locked in on this for hours. Like mm. I like the shorter experiences or being able to break things up into. Episodic stuff, yeah. Easier, yeah. Like, even Vacation 
simulator. I say two hours wasn't bad, but like, I don't know, like, eventually could that lead to, I don't know, different things with like eyesight or headaches or even just having like With long term play, you're saying? Yeah, or even like my neck did kind of hurt and I'm just wondering like just, you know, especially uh, having like neck pain and having that extra weight on my head, like... Mm. <laughs> I don't know, just not thinking about it and having fun. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's interesting because I'm I'm also reading through Ready Player Two right now, and honestly, that that is like a major topic or like an underlying topic in the story because uh, it's not really a spoiler, but spoiler alert: if you want to completely go in blind reading this story in the sequel of Ready Player One, Ready Player Two, the huge breakthrough is they get uh, like full on VR. Uh, haptic feedback systems. I forget what they call it. But essentially, it's like an upgraded peripheral for the Oasis. And once they have this happen, like, even the system itself, there's, like, a 12-hour limit per day, and it, like, locks the user out. And the main character, uh, he's always, like, complaining about how, like, how much it's taking a toll on his body in terms of just constantly being in this for 12 hours a day. And um, Oh, yeah, 12 hours. Holy shit. And then, like, I'm trying to think the... Was it like imagine when okay so like thinking about rec room and the (laughs) concerts and different things like imagine when people start getting hired for positions in the VR space Mm -hmm. and it's like now it's your job to moderate this rec room or like you're literally (laughs) a fucking referee for this sport game for six hours a day like Mm. what the fuck like yeah and it'll be you'll have to like completely think about new regulations or safety guidelines for that because yeah there definitely is a lot we don't know uh, in terms of longer term implications and it's and I'm wondering so with consoles sorry I was wondering the consoles like how soon is it going to be like okay you can play the PS5 or you know whatever it's going to be in the future you can play the PS5 or you can play the PS5 with this headset and you get X Y and Z Mm -hmm. wait you're saying you think it's going that direction or like I'm I'm wondering when like because um, a lot of people don't really take VR seriously. Oh, or when think will that it's become like going the to take norm? Over. Like, yeah, I wonder like how soon it's like. Yeah, you could play on that, or <laughs> you could play with your friends in this VR headset. Yeah, I mean, we're getting closer. It's definitely there's just a lot of different puzzle pieces that have to fit that before I think it would break through in the in the sense that you're talking. Uh, but yeah, and it's also the only other thing I was gonna add. It, I need to look more into it, but it's funny too because like even with, um, the age, I think the recommended age or the one that they say it's like designed for above is thirteen and up, and I oh, I yeah. haven't looked into it, cause, but I'm just curious like what what about the age of thirteen made them make that decision? Is it because the child's height? Is it like the average of? Okay, at this point they have they what like their brain is developed like this far. Social media always picks thirteen. I think that. More so, just has to do with like a social aspect. Oh, I don't think, I don't think there's much science behind that. Really, it's more so just not wanting to be liable for super young kids in a social network. Because I would say, if it was something legally, then maybe it would relate to that. I guess that would make sense from a, an online platform standpoint. If they're afraid of, if they don't want people like hopping into VR chat and they're underage, but I think there is, in terms of the headset itself, like what factors into a child reaching the point where they're able to comfortably or they're safe to use VR, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause I just, I, I don't really know. 
I don't know the answer to that. If, if you're listening to this and you know or have more info, please send it my way. Uh, and yeah, so Ready Player Two, what was I saying about that with the... Just the, yeah, the, the health aspect of it is something that's kind of an underlying theme in the in the book. And whenever they plug, whenever whenever they turn on this sort of upgrade or update to the Oasis, there's also this like counter movement in the in the world of Ready Player Two, where there's like this whole wave of people um, where they're like against this and they want to get back to reality and connect with nature, and they're like very adamant about not plugging into this world. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, that's, that's all for that one. In terms of other games to talk about, I I figured we could like deep dive into the particulars of the games later on. Uh, and once we kind of do a checkup episode with our VR impressions, but I just wanted to get uh, a quick initial thoughts before too much more time had passed when we were within the first week of owning it. Um, I'm also excited for more, uh, board games to get added. Mm -hmm. Uh, Catan VR is in there. Um, and one of my favorite games that we played whenever we did VR at the mall or whatever. Uh, I don't remember what it was called, but it was pretty much an animated board game. And then depending on the piece that you landed on, you played a mini game um, competing with the people that you were playing with. Um, but even thinking about Catan and just sitting there and seeing each other's like seeing each other's character and, um, yeah, like animating the board and playing, like being able to connect while being any distance away. <laughs> um, I think that's so cool. For our case, the same apartment. But yeah, but yeah I, I, I would even play it with you right <laughs> yeah, here no. and I have an experience <laughs> together um, in the big screen like that. Like, I think that's so funny. In every video, they're like, this is worth the money. And, yeah, the virtual desktop one too apparently a, has a ton of just really cool application big screen movie theater um like lounge spaces different simulated stuff like that yeah yeah (laughs) but yeah you can invite people and also watch with someone else Mm. yeah i I agree how long are we for this pod right now uh we're probably like an hour in i'm not sure exactly because i started a little bit later it was like right before we started talking about the oculus but we're, we're, we're good uh moving into the next kind of counterpoint or not counterpoint but related point i wanted to bring up would be nfts and i, I don't want to talk about like all of the bullshit a lot of time people are talking about with them i'd rather just focus on application and specifically with vr so i had a couple questions uh that i thought of for that uh but my opening thoughts there or just my uh general intro i i definitely see way more <clears throat> now after spending a week with not even a week, but spending a couple of days with the Oculus Quest. Now I definitely see like where NFTs can go and the potential there in terms of actual applications. Because one major hiccup that like the society doesn't understand with it is like, what do you do with these things? Or is it just <laughs> bragging rights? Is it just to make money and like all these different factors? Um, and that part is definitely disappointing to see because I think it's just it's just polluting like polluting the core of this really cool tech and what it could go to and how we're not looking far enough into the future with it. Uh, granted, there are a lot of people talking about the VR application already, but I haven't seen much in terms of like single platforms or games other than Decentraland. I would say that's one that I've heard a lot about. Um, but yeah, uh, that's that's all I had to say there. In terms of questions for you, though, uh, 
I, I know you haven't played Decentraland, but for you, if if let's say tomorrow Epic announces, okay, we have the Oasis releasing on all platforms, you can play it in VR. Here's your like invite email, go secure your username. Um, do you think NFTs would gain more value instantly, or do you think that it would become another problem of satur- of oversaturation where we're just going to see a ton of people making really shitty like NFTs for this virtual world? Um, I, yeah, like where do you fall? And it, it also, there isn't like a black or white here. There could be like a middle ground. I, I do think it would be more of a middle ground, but what do you think? You're saying, uh, wait, what was the specific question? The specific question just being, let's say, the turning point in VR and it becoming way more mainstream or having an actual application for all these NFTs. So let's say tomorrow Epic comes out and announces that their version of the Oasis is releasing and you can get it now. No, yeah, yeah, just what was Mm. the question? Do you think NFTs will become more valuable and more well-known and more useful or do you think it'll kind of backfire on them and it'll just become another problem of oversaturation with just a bunch of shit getting uploaded are you saying epic games as in like on any platform yeah yeah epic was just my example because i think they're the closest to this metaverse with fortnite Mm, but i think it just depends how um they integrate the nfts and then honestly i just (coughs) think it kind of depends on celebrities and or even just the music industry um, I don't know. I know because, like, if you don't, it's like other than people, there's the average person doesn't really know any of these artists or even these artists that are breaking through right now. They're just hearing NFT, I feel like. Mm, and there are a lot um, of But the moment, you know, Post Malone or Rihanna or whatever um, starts talking about it, I feel like it starts to get more normalized, which then would make it more popular. But regardless, I think there's going to be oversaturated like Well in in this situation in this hypothetical in this hypothetical, let's assume that celebrities like you're saying and music artists and influentials are are promoting it and on it. Wait what? So I'm I'm saying in this hypothetical, let's go with it. They are already like post Malone, all these people, all these influential artists and creatives, they are promoting it and it's positive and they're on it that was my answer if they do that then yeah it'll get more normalized oh okay okay it'll uh i think it'll be good for it copy copy my bad misunderstood there for a second uh yeah i i think that like yeah i definitely agree on paper however i don't know if that is enough ultimately because you're already seeing it with I, I don't I don't know if Post Malone has done much with the NFT yet, but the NFT stuff I've seen Halsey do and other bigger artists are starting to do it. I think Paris Hilton even had one. Not an artist, but just bigger celebrities. Um, but it seems like those ones are honestly like backfiring. Like it's not... Or like oh, really? uh, another one example would be like Grimes is. I, I believe Grimes is NFT like... It had a bunch of hype initially and then... I, I, I don't know for sure. I need to double check. But I think it kind of like tapered off in value and sort of like uh, just overall like zeitgeist of it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think it just uh, if it if it's not on the Oasis through different platforms, I think it's going to take a while for more people to have VR and understand um, how exciting it is and 
the even more like potential with it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So next question there. Do you think, so in terms of NFTs and what we're seeing right now with, it seems like there's like a weird niche of re- either just really wealthy people or just people that have fuck you money laying around that are like pumping a lot of this ecosystem right now. Um, Obviously, with a lot of the auctions just being outrageous price tags that the average person does not have right now, let alone in the middle of the pandemic. Um, so, do you think that? Do you think that there will be sort of? Do you think we're look uh, looking ahead? Will there be a problem in the future where this sort of oasis or whatever gets announced and released, and there's an application for it, but then we have such a problem where it's just again all of the content is bottlenecked and kind of gate kept with these super wealthy people. And do you think there will be sort of like a another just another just issue of like uh, social inequalities caused by NFTs in a digital world, or do you think it'll equalize and do the inverse of that? Um, those are a lot of options to consider <laughs> all at once. Um, but I think like if it goes away from just like, I mean, I know you can list a price or a starting price or have it, um, uh, be auctioned off or whatever. But I think if we go more like away from the auction off and go more in terms of like, you just, you know, you got to get it first or um there's just like a limited amount because we already have so much of that through drops online you mm-hmm. know yeah. certain inventory you just gotta fucking get in line first and the prices what the price is i think we could i mean not that that's like the best strategy but i think if we just continue with that and kind of make it more also with a collectible item people will kind of understand it more like, I don't know what that guy paid, but the video we watched with the guy who bought one of Beeple's, like, he had a really cool collector's item that went along with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so even just something to hang on your wall in real life, um, I think will really help, like, also kind of normalize it. Because I think it would be really cool, like, with Halsey NFT, where, like, yeah, you get this NFT of this animation but you get this really cool like collector's item that's like an art piece mm-hmm. of Halsey that you maybe <coughs> normally wouldn't get a, with um, a music artist. Yeah. Um, no, and I yeah, I don't know. Too. And yeah, but I'm like, what do you do if you sell the NFT? Do you keep the collector's item? Is that for you to decide? Um, yeah, I don't know. But I kind of like that yeah, idea Yeah, that's also a great better. question. Like what happens with the secondary market behind that? With the digitals or with the physical items, because I also agree that another huge potential is doing physical and digital at the same time. Yeah, Yeah, I just feel like another generation just doesn't. Yeah, it's just not there yet. We don't understand Mm -hmm. um, why or how this is going to be important yet. Gotcha. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And um, in terms of the, ah, wait, I just had it and then I lost it. Oh, so yeah. In terms of the gatekeeping question, you think it'll it'll just come down to a matter of how the systems are in place with like how the auctions happen, and if if it becomes more of a, uh, uh, I guess it would be called like a ticketed system instead of just purely highest bidder wins, that would help, right? Yeah, because like it's just yeah, it's just so random. <laughs> it's like even um, 
even if people start at whatever price, like just so and so can come in and just drop X million and just, just yeah. completely steal it from these people who had a chance. <laughs> um, and they might not even understand the importance of it, but they have the money to get it. Um, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, the economics know. are behind, like the economics behind I think it's it are more insane. so. Yeah, I don't know about NFTs especially. I'm not sure, but I think more so it'll be really big just in terms of the microtransactions and what is that going to turn into um, in terms of like signing in and, you know, if there is like this oasis or more like Grand Central place that we can all meet and just like our items that we can buy online. Mm hmm. Like, on fucking yeah. Etsy, you can buy designs for Roblox. Outfits. Yeah, that's crazy. That's wild. Honestly, I want to make a... I want to start a podcast, like, about the metaverse and do, like, a <laughs> sort of, not even weekly, but, like, a monthly metaverse check-in because that would be really interesting to... Monthly metaverse check-in. Yeah, that would be really interesting to track that's sort funny. of the growth and see, like, what companies are making movements or whatever. I'd have to do more research. Yeah. Uh, and, and, no, I agree. I I think that... I, well, one, I think NFTs are going to be... I don't think they're going anywhere anytime soon. I don't but yeah, think spending the, money to have items <laughs> online that is going to grow and grow and grow and grow and grow. So I don't see yeah. why not with the NFTs. Like people say about the power and the blah blah, blah but it's like fucking Travis Scott yeah. tweeted <laughs> how he left the shower on for twenty four hours and we're st- we're gonna buy his drink and support <laughs> yeah. him, and love him, regardless. and allow him Even to do that's this. Like extremely <laughs> fucked up and definitely not something you should tweet or just act like it's a fucking regular. Like thing, a funny but, thing. But yeah. Yeah, that did suck as a dude. I saw that. <laughs> Uh no and and I agree I think uh overall NFTs or what whatever this is that we're seeing right now and everybody's talking about I think it's more it's more going like long term I think it's going to be more important in the fact that it's making society as a whole really question the value of work again because it's yeah. just it's completely taking the concept of like paid labor and what you're getting out of it and beforehand this misconception of artists not being able to make a living off of the work and then it's just flipping all of that upside down because uh, it's really interesting to see how much it's it is allowing uh independent artists and creatives to just gain more power and be able to put their foot down for like just being able to say no to projects now because they have this transaction that helped them pay rent for three months or cover this expense and not having yeah. any of that opportunity. And I saw, I, I'm not sure if this is like actually happening right now, but I I think overall it's going to slowly start happening more. I just saw more and more people talking about how they, more so in the 3D art space, but I'm sure this will trickle down to other industries, but uh, people talking about how they were raising their prices because they could now prove, like they could now prove to the client like how much more this work would be worth on this other marketplace or platform and so it's really interesting from yeah like how much it's going to affect other industries and also just the overall like what what do we consider valuable work or what you're putting your time to and just this whole like just this machine of capitalism that i feel like is just even more so just getting closer and closer to its breaking point um yeah but yeah that's all i had for questions in terms of the nfts and then vr application because i'm hopeful and i Definitely am one that's way more positive. I don't think that these are going to like destroy culture, society, or tear humans away from one another. But I am very cautious of the major players and companies behind these initial platforms getting set up because yeah, there's. I just think with and and great point like you said about the physical and digital stuff. Like what happens if someone resells their people thing? 
do are they required like by law to send that person the the physical picture frame with it as well or is that yeah. just up to them to work out with the buyer um so i think that could potentially like that could potentially become a nightmare in the future when it comes to like licensing rights and different things and ip overlap and that's another thing that i haven't seen a lot of people talk about but like with artists making nfts and minting stuff that has pop culture that they don't have the rights to like spongebob or whatever but they're they're able to use it because of uh parody laws or whatever the satire loophole would be uh yeah just how much like will will that come back to bite these people i don't know i'm scared of that (laughs) but i'm hopeful and positive overall um and yeah just uh in terms of NFTs, uh, any other thoughts from your end? Um, no, not really NFT at the moment. Uh, honestly, I'm pretty sick but and tired of hearing about Clubhouse and NFTs, which I'm sure everybody, like a lot of people, are too, because it's not, it's not exclusive <laughs> to Los Angeles or like our age demographic. It seems like. Yeah, I was just saying. I was just thinking uh, with VR. Um, we talked about it a little bit. Not on the pod, but before uh, it was really cool. IRL or VR. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Thinking about uh, you know when this is more mainstream, like you know, you know that would be so cool. Like during chemo, if I just get the office fucking headset and play some games and mm-hmm. just having more options like that. Uh, but yeah, just people that for whatever health reasons like may not be able to travel or go to a certain place and be able to put on this headset and travel to whatever place they've always wanted to see or mm-hmm. try out or experience. Uh, yeah, or I think it's definitely, it's like the, it's going to be the peak of just like education in the future because you're, you're going to be able, just like yeah. how I said with the details and the compact experiences, you're just going to be able to, to teach people so much more effectively in this. Yeah, just imagine, you know, instead <coughs> of any of the, you know, experiments we did in science <laughs> class, we just put on our headsets yeah. and or just it in VR. really, really shitty like employee training at different like Ross and Kmart. Like. Hopefully not shitty, but yeah, <laughs> I was also thinking like even just how basic like job simulator was, but learning like the basics of yeah, how to pick up a box and blah blah blah, but all the shitty training videos mm-hmm. that you have to sit through. Although the cooking ones could be kind of fun. So, what for like training courses you're saying? Yeah, yeah like yeah. a really fun cooking VR game. Just even if it's like for fucking McDonald's, like yeah. That no, it, it reminds fun. me. It reminds me Remember of that, that video we saw. The guy tried to find training? that McDonald's game. Mm, yeah, that's what I was about to just bring up. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to I think his name is Nick Robinson. That went so viral. On like people wanted to play a DS game about McDonald's. Like what the fuck? <laughs> mm. Yeah. It, no, and the whole story of that, the history behind that is insane. How it like was worked on distributed and then just completely scrapped and then like where did all of these games go <laughs> but that guy that youtuber he found one of them uh and yeah in terms of i say in terms of like we need to our first merch should just be in terms of <laughs> why Cause so I, i'm noticing when i say it so much i need yeah, to get better at cutting that out of I'm my trying. dialogue and also um and mm and uh all of those pauses in terms of okay. in terms of those pauses, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh man, Pikachu, what a what a Pokemon! Am I right? I saw. So is that we cutting it here? Yeah, we good? we're cutting it there. Thanks everybody for tuning in.
been a great week. It's been a great time having you guys tune into our banter back and forth. Granted, I'm not getting any feedback from the I think we actually need to viewer. work on banter back and forth. Like, it's kind of like... I yeah, it's, it's more ping pong right now. And then you're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you go on a tangent, and then I'm like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then I talk about what I want to talk about. See, and then there. you're looking up Mortal Kombat while I'm talking about something else. And mm-hmm. then you're like, mm-hmm. I think that's indicative of a lot of problems problem with our relationship. I think that's why we need to have a video either a video version or we need to be like facing each other so we actually like have a conversation mm-hmm. that would also help yeah i'm, I'm not you just, were like i'm gonna host but like just, every single point i brought up like i don't know if you replied to it at all oh my bad if i did that it's I don't okay know. yeah i definitely need to get better at that overall in terms of outside the podcast too in terms of outside of the podcast in terms of outside of the podcast e- even this week i've felt so dissociated like on such an extreme level i don't understand it i'm having a very hard time like staying in the present i, I think it might be work but i don't know oh my gosh and in our intro in the like last even today. podcast i was trying to do this whole intro from the show letter kenny but <laughs> oh, mess it up each yeah, time and then even at the end i didn't say it was from letter kenny so listening to it you're probably like what the fuck is going on it's perfect but, <laughs> run um, it the show is Letterkenny on Hulu. <laughs> yeah, great show, great show. And yeah, other than my closing remark of fuck Tucker Carlson, because <laughs> that John Oliver show just fucking brilliantly showed why. Wait, where else did we... Fuck Tucker Carlson. <laughs> oh, the Free Britney thing. Is that where else we saw kind of... What? Remember about like Tucker Carlson and like the news reporting? Recently, some documentary. Thing oh wait, his dad. Saw. Oh, his dad. No, but that, that wasn't that wasn't about Free Britney, was it? That was about um. What was it? Ah, damn it! Wait, hold on. I gotta look this up. We can't end without. I thought it was the Allen versus Farrell, but then I was like, no. I s- I thought it was the Free Britney thing. No. Okay, hold on, hold on. We gotta. What do you mean no? Or like know in my own head like how do i forget what this is that's not was it about it was another hbo thing but pretty much just actually i'm pretty sure it was i richard carlson i don't tweet much but i tweeted about that (laughs) uh man what was that you're gonna be wrong the lady in the dale that's what it was his views on like, oh really enjoyed Lady so in the Dale even more so Tucker <laughs> Tucker Carlson sucks that was my take on it yeah Tucker Carlson yes that's what it was that's what it was that's what it was. yeah and it, and him all of all, his brother and his dad look identical to him in my opinion they look very similar and they all look like the the actor which I'm sorry if you're a nice dude because this is a terrible affiliation but the actor who plays uh, Dudley from Harry Potter. Like, to me, they look so identical in some pictures. Uh, so, yeah. It, w- go. Yeah, what was your thing? My my final <laughs> remark about that was just go, if you have access to it, go watch the latest John Oliver, uh, last week's John Oliver Tonight episode. Who are you pointing to? Just the audio feed. It's like, I'm just, t- I'm pointing to your audio feed. So oh, okay. I'm talking to you in a visual uh-huh. way. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. I'm Isaac. As always with me, we have... Emily. This is the Isaac and Emily versus the world episode three. Shout out to everybody listening in so far. And I'm excited to just keep acquiring more and more community members. I don't know about you, but I'm trying to build a cult here. 
no. a very peaceful and good cult that's no, all about not pol- building a cult. Um, <laughs> no cult. No. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll come back to that later. Not like an actual cult though. Like just just like the Duncan Trussell kind of cult. Like uh, a nice. Uh, I forget. I think he calls it his family of. Or no, that's the actual podcast, right? Duncan Trussell Family Hour. Am I tripping or is that right? I mean, <laughs> is that your inspo or you don't know what it is? No, it's or? my inspo. I just forget if it's actually called that um, in terms of the podcast. Anyway, that doesn't matter. Peace. <laughs> no, we can just roll that back. I, I forget how we do the, how do we do the outro? I'm, re- I'm on the climb right now and I just slipped with my left hand and then my right hand is shaking a lot and I need to re-chalk my left the hand. The climb, they don't even know what you're talking about. Well, tune in next week to hear about the climb. <laughs> it's a game on the Oculus. Oh, it's you meant to actually the intro. I mean, like, it would be nice to know your reference. True, true. Yes, the the game. The, you go I got these, the bundle like, of the where you're like, oh, Pikachu, climb climb oh, the climb, I'm slipping. Like, no one knows what you're talking about. I don't know. You went so random at the end. I'm not really sure how we're going to tie it in or where I'm going to cut it. And then, like, I was just like, okay, so are we going to end it? And you're like, all right, see ya. Like, thank you for listening. <laughs> like, like, what is that? Like, there's yeah, no sorry. banter. I there's no communication. Too. We're not on this <laughs> yeah. together. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, so let's reset back to that point. Don't know what that point is. Wrapping it up there sounds good to me. All right, this has been the Isaac and Emily versus the World podcast, where every week Isaac and I sit down to discuss, uh, well, this week, Oculus, NFT, a little bit of everything there. Um, Isaac and Emily versus the World is a completely free weekly podcast, and for a dollar on Patreon, you can ask us questions, suggest topics, and once we get this rolling, the episode a week early. Um, We are also trying to make this a video podcast, so please consider contributing on Patreon, and that will get us closer to our goal. That is on patreon.com slash Isaac and Emily versus the world. Another thing you can do if you have the Anchor app, which is what we use to distribute this podcast, you can also support us, which will help us um, get us closer to the video, and you can also send us a message that we can listen on here. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. See you next week. For real this time. (laughs) Peace.